Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. If you have a question you think is going to be a broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. On today's show, Vishal from Ottawa asks, I listened to your interview with Aaron Chapman on the weekend. You were both talking about how inflation can benefit investors, and I didn't quite follow how that works. Can you explain it in a little bit more detail, maybe with an example? Well, Vishal, this is a great question. First of all, let's start with a definition of inflation. Inflation means the growth of something. We often think of inflation of prices as being the issue. But in fact, it's not prices that are the problem. Increasing prices are a symptom of inflation. The true underlying inflation is the inflation of the money supply. Prices rise for one of two reasons. Sometimes they rise against our will. But more often than not, they rise because people are willing to pay more. The only reason they're willing to pay more is because they have more disposable cash available. I'll give you a simple example. A cup of Starbucks coffee costs about 25 cents if you buy the big bag of coffee beans at Costco. That same cup of coffee costs you $2.45 if you buy it ready-made at Starbucks. People are willing to pay almost 10 times the price of a cup of coffee, not because Starbucks is forcing them to pay more, but because they're willing to pay more. It's the availability of that extra cash that enables Starbucks to charge 10x the price of a cup of coffee in one of their stores compared with buying a bag of beans off the shelf. So let's extend that concept to real estate. I think we would all agree that most people have not saved up enough money to buy a house. That's why they go to the bank and borrow heavily, some as high as 97% of the purchase price. It's the availability of that extra cash at low interest rates that enables people to offer higher and higher purchase prices in the market. It's not that the prices are being driven by the sellers asking too much, because when sellers ask too much, the houses don't sell. If they sell quickly, or if the homes sell over asking price and multiple offers, it's because the buyers have more access to cash. They're willing to pay more. So where did all this extra money come from? It was loaned into existence. That's where it came from. And we think of central banks calling down to the printing presses in the basement and asking them to warm up the printing presses and make up some more $100 bills. That's not really how government prints money these days. It's simply the addition of a line item on a general ledger in the central bank's balance sheet. We could do an entire series of shows on the origin of money. That would take far more time than we have time for today. So we now know where money comes from, and how it's actually the increase in the money supply that's the primary cause of inflation. So now let's look at how an investor can use the inflation of the money supply to their advantage. It's easiest to see if you make the inflation rate really big in our financial model. The effect is the same as if the inflation rate is lower, it just takes a lot longer to see the same results. So let's look at an example of a home that's purchased for a million dollars. And let's say that the inflation rate is a bit higher than today, just to make the math easy. In our example, you're going to buy the home with conventional financing. You're going to put 200000 in equity, and you're going to borrow 800000 from the bank for a total of a million. In our example, let's say that the inflation rate is 10% a year. So at the end of year one, your property that you purchased for a million dollars is now priced at $1.1 million. You've made all your monthly loan payments, and there's been, let's say, no principal pay down, at least not very much. The principal owing on the bank loan is still more or less $800,000. And for the sake of simplicity, we'll say that you owe $800,000. But now you have a property that is worth $1.1 million, and the equity in the property has grown by $100,000. 
it's not truly 100000 because the increase in price is only an illusion. What's happened is the value of the currency has fallen by 10%. So that $300,000 in equity is really 10% less because the currency is worth 10% less. So your gain isn't really $100,000. It's more like $70,000. So your equity is $270,000 in last year's dollars. Now, if you fast forward one more year, your property now would be worth $1.21 million at the end of year two, and your equity would have increased from 300000 to 410000 Again, that 410000 measured in dollars from two years ago is more like $332,000. Now, fast forward 10 years. At the end of 10 years of 10% inflation, your property would be priced at about $2.6 million in the market. If you didn't make a single principal paydown on your loan in 10 years, you would still owe 800000 But your equity in the property would have grown from 200000 when you started to nearly $1.8 million in just 10 years. Now, of course, if you were to value that $1.8 million in equity in the same dollars from 10 years ago, it's more like your equity would have grown to about 700000 Not as impressive, but impressive nonetheless. So if you never borrowed the money, you could have never made that rate of return. Exactly how much was that rate of return? If you run the internal rate of return calculation on that stream of value increases, you'd find that your rate of return is actually averaging 107% a year annually. And that's all because of 10% inflation. Now, inflation isn't as neat and tidy and well-behaved as the 10% annual inflation in our example. Real estate prices change more erratically. Some years they might go up 2%. Maybe another year they'll, they'll go down 5 Another year they'll go up 8 They're all over the place. The point of this exercise is to show you mathematically why you want to be using leverage in your investing and how inflation has the effect of benefiting the investor and not the bank. As you think about that, borrow as much as you can for as long as you can for properties that generate sufficient income to cover their debt service and then some. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.